Hello and welcome back to the Switch Island Library. I'm Andrew, your friendly native custodian, and I'm here to guide you through topics that are important to us here on the island. Uh, we started our journey in the last episode by looking at how the PlayStation Vita influenced Nintendo's latest console, and this time I'm opening a rather hefty tome in our first look at a franchise. Uh, so before I open that particular book though, let's get our guests logged in on the library system. Uh, standing at the library desk now is someone whose card got relaminated during his last visit. He's the Chief Flamingo and current MVP in our Fortnite squad. Uh, it's the always well turned out Dan. How are I, you? I'm actually genuinely going to take that, the MVP in Fortnite <laughs> squad, because you know how arrogant I'm getting about that now. <laughs> Very arrogant. It's been absolutely awful. To be fair, you did win our last match for us. You were the last one standing, so... Yeah, but I was I was that narcissistic that I had to screen cap it and then put it up as the tweet <laughs> for it as well. Could have been one of all of us doing well, but no, it had to be Dan. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, take it where you can get it, I guess. Um, <laughs> um, are you excited about this particular guide too? You know what I am? It's a franchise yeah. I'm, I'm very, very... Uh, proud to have been a fan of for several years and i think like most people dropped off at certain points and came back in so yeah i'm looking forward to uh talking about it awesome well um joining us this time is a guest to the island uh, so i'll need a moment to enter his details to get that temporary library card printed uh can i take your name please sir uh yes it's um adam from switch indie fix Lovely. Uh, very nice to see you. Um, technically, so, technically not our last name, but carry on. Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> I'll print that on the library card anyway. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's, uh, it's fine. People know who I am on the island. Exactly, yeah. All right, at least I hope um, so. <laughs> um, so yes, we've turned. Uh, well, it turns out we don't really have a native expert as such on the island. We've got Dan, obviously, who's a big fan of the franchise, but I don't think we've got anybody else who's a massive fan on the island of Pokemon. No, don't yeah, think so. Unbelievable. No. Unbelievable. So, I know, exactly. So who better to turn to uh, than a person who has um, a Pokemon-focused podcast? Um, which, can you just remind or to let all the, the listeners know what that podcast is? Yes, so it's uh, called Generation 8, a Pokemon podcast. Um, kind of started out as a podcast around le the Let's Go games, and it's slowly become like a, a more like in-depth look into Pokemon um, it's mostly run by Darth and Luke now and they do mm. lots of different topics every every about second week like they looked into shiny hunting um, competitive games um, you know the big deal with the, the national Pokedex disappearing so really mm. Darth, Darth and Luke are the experts and I'm kind of like the guy who's you know happy to be included when he's allowed to be included <laughs> it's a bit, bit strange that you say that podcast when we're talking about Street Fighter but carry on it's fine <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, I'm on the wrong one. Oh no, not again. <laughs> Don't know where I am. <laughs> so yeah, if you haven't if you hadn't guessed yet by the uh, the title of the podcast that you're currently listening to, uh, this is a guide to Pokemon. And um, yeah, who better to get on than somebody who, uh, who has one of those uh, lovely Pokemon podcasts? Although it sounds like mm. we should have got somebody else. I'm considering that there's uh, yeah, they're the pros. Yeah. <laughs> They're the pros, but I think most of the listeners, I don't know, if, if you want in a more overall view, I think maybe maybe they go too in, into depth, like they, oh, they're really, really, right. really into it. They're like pulling up, you know, like Excel charts of, oh, well, oh. this Pokemon has a plus plus four attack against this Pokemon and oh, <laughs> but, um, wow. which is, is definitely a, 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 Fucking a massive side yeah, <laughs> of, of, of Pokemon. But um, yeah, that's that's something I'm looking forward to hopefully getting into with the new games when the new games come out. 
brilliant yeah absolutely um so basically it sounds like uh, if you enjoy this particular podcast uh, go and listen to uh, gen 8 um when you yeah. finished uh, you've got quite a number of episodes already haven't you so there's uh, plenty for people to listen to yes there even is to your pokemon yeah. 14 or 15 episodes i think they're recording a new episode this weekend because um there was some more news that dropped about sword and shield so yeah definitely yeah. check it out if you're interested excellent there you go um, so uh, let's, uh, let's carry on uh, now the pleasantries are over uh, let's get down to business uh, we're here to uh, give you a guide to the Pokemon series and with the 8th gen approaching uh, with the re- release of Sword and Shield now seems like a perfect time to take a deeper look into it but let me just read the blurb on the back of the guide that I've pulled out of the uh, the dusty stacks for us all today and uh, then we can get started um, so Pokemon short for Pocket Monsters is a series that spans video games, movies movies, TV shows, and more, beginning with the Game Boy titles Pocket Monster Red and Green, uh, released in Japan back in 1996. These role-playing games changed up the standard formula by introducing the concept of catching and battling creatures instead of using a team of human characters. Uh, This series became unbelievably popular, especially in the late 90s, when the game's anime series and physical card game reached western shores. Uh, The the gotta-catch-them-all mentality swept the world, and even today, the franchise is incredibly popular. Uh, The latest entries sword and shield will be the first main entries ever released on a home console so i want to be the very best like no one ever was to catch them is my real test to train them is my cause i will travel across the land searching far and Where to start? Probably the beginning, I guess. Um, who played Gen 1? Yeah, definitely yeah. did. I think we all did yeah. at some point. Um, yeah. I'm presuming so anyway. Were you, you reds, blues? What were you? I was a blue. Uh, I think I can't remember which birthday I got it for. I think it was, it must have been like my eighth or ninth birthday. Mm-hmm. But I got, um, yeah, Pokemon Color, a blue Pokemon, or like turquoise Pokemon Color, and uh, yeah, Pokemon Blue. I didn't really know know what it was. That was before kind of the Pokemon cards hit hit my town. Before like anyone kind of knew what it was. So I, I had Pokemon and and Pokemon Blue, and I had Pokemon cards at home. And I was like, oh, I don't really know what to do with these because they were mm. gifts from my my grandma. And then um, yeah, then a, a couple of months later, I guess like Pokemon Mania hit, and I was like, oh shit, I know what this is. Oh my <laughs> god, I've got all this stuff at home already. And then you know, then you take it into school and. Yeah, it's such a weird. It was such a weird phenomenon, phenomenon as a kid to to kind of go in with your stack of cards and mm. and uh, you know try and like trade and and get like like haggle people down on their shiny cards or whatever. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was a cool time. I like how uh, everyone's nan was some sort of like gift visionary yeah. of the future. <laughs> like they just predicted these things were going to come into fashion. Yeah. It's like the yo-yo. 
Nana that fucking weeks ago, mate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Pokemon cards. Yeah, six I months guess ago. I don't know. They they must just sit at home and watch like GMTV and GMTV are like, oh, this is gonna be the big thing at Christmas, and they're like, all right, I'm gonna buy that, and yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and eventually that's that's what it was. Pokemon cards and like uh, microwavable chips were just revelations to my nan. She was like, "These are fucking brilliant. Both things are absolutely amazing." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Dan, what about you? Did you get uh, did you get one right off the bat? I had, I had read off the bat, mm. but like Adam said, I had the Pokemon cards before it. And I okay. there's a little pub near to me called the Royal, uh, near where I used to live in Formby. And um, both there, they used to have the proper like Pokemon game uh, card game. Oh, really? plan. Uh, okay. and it was just like your atypical kind of middling like, about five kids in a room above a pub yeah. all playing Pokemon cards like yeah. some random fellow who was about 40 who was really into it Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it was great it was a really good time I, I lost all my Pokemon cards really really even now it still irks me they got stolen mm. when I was uh, uh. doing PE from like from a bag in school but i had everything i had like four charizard shinies i trade i get like the new special edition from when the film was on and yeah, yeah. and um i think all of this was like like bookmarked a lot by just playing pokemon red mm. over and over and over again yeah. and then so much so that when i think yellow came out in the states i imported a copy there was a place really in liverpool good. called the chip shop and i got a copy yeah. from there so yeah, my first gen experience with it was absolutely amazing. It had that little Tamagotchi, you know, with that uh, walked Pikachu as well. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely yeah. fucking cool. So, yeah. so cool. <laughs> and I think it's like important to say now because I don't know what, uh, if you guys have been like really keeping up with the news, but you know, people are saying like the new game is too easy and it blah, blah, mm. blah, it's for kids. But like, I work in a kindergarten and kids now are as crazy about Pokemon as they were when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's really weird to see, like, you know, 20 years later that these six year olds are all running around mm. shouting, Oh, yeah, I'm Charizard. And, oh, yeah, I'm Blastoise. And they come in with the, <laughs> the Pokemon card. And it's the same as when we were kids. Like, you know, they have a few real ones and then they have all these shinies that are obviously just fake ones that yeah. the parents have bought them to give to them. Like, oh, there you go. <laughs> And uh, yeah, and I think it's just amazing that this the franchise has gone on so long and still managed to be as strong as it was when when it first came to the West back in back in the late nineties. I think it's mm. the tr- true nostalgic game for our kind yeah. of generation, um, where you were you know maybe around your thirties, late twenties. Yeah. Um, it was just it hit a time where it made games, well, handheld gaming, very relevant all of a sudden. Mm. Um, and one of the things that I found really interesting is like the later stages I won't jump too far ahead otherwise Andrew would probably stare at me Uh, but Mm. you know when you got (laughs) like some of the N64 games never quite captured the magic of what you got on that little Game Boy cart Um, and I had like emulators running this thing Um, Mm. originally when Pokemon Yellow one of my friends had like a floppy disk not that many kids will remember those but like gave me like (laughs) the entire Pokemon game on a floppy disk that I was playing on and it blew my mind so yeah, very, very great memories of it. Um, mm-hmm. Still remember that little green Game Boy Color. I've actually still got a copy of Pokemon Red floating around, my very first copy. So I'll try oh, and find that while you guys uh, chat on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was they were important games. Obviously, the first ones in the franchise, they were what popularized Pokemon in the first place. Um, and of course, it was the original 151 Pokemon, um, which I think is worth, worth mentioning as well, is that there was uh, 151 to start with. Um, how many are there now? Is it like eight hundred and something? Two and a yeah, half million. Now, be- <laughs> <laughs> now before the new game, there's eight fifty. I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent sure if they've confirmed exactly how many are going to be in Sword and Shield. Mm. But but people are guessing that maybe about another hundred new ones. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. So this, some a copy of Pokemon Red. It's got a sticker on the back, and I remember it being. I think it's a Sandshrew. 
but it's just faded to time and just even the fact that you deface a game cart or you could deface game carts mm. like some people <laughs> write their name on them you put yeah. a sticker mm-hmm. on them oh it's so good but yeah it's the only game board game that i ever kept and it was because like it was i just never wanted to get rid of the progress that i got to on that game yeah i must have leveled up like 50 60 pokemon to level 99 and mm-hmm. yeah missing ghost still on there somewhere mm. god rest uh, his soul uh, well it's a yeah it's, it's a big a big thing and as you mentioned dan there was yellow as well so we had uh red blue yellow in in japan the original ones were um red and green is that right they had red so, and green yeah, yeah. and then we came, when it came here it was red and blue instead but they also had the blue version so J- japan mm. got a bunch of like an extra version that we didn't is that right yeah it's it's something to do with the manga like in the manga it was the opposite where like green was who we would call gary i guess like mm. our blue and then blue for them i think was a girl okay and then it's like but but for us it's vice versa like in in the law like red is is like our ash blue mm-hmm. is gary and green is this is a girl who's who i don't i don't really know who she is in the game but mm-hmm. it all ties into the manga somehow okay but yeah uh, and then yellow was it that was their attempt to kind of because the, the the anime had become very popular so mm-hmm. yeah yellow was basically you started with pikachu is that right you didn't get a choice of starters and then it was going through the story of the anime basically rather than yeah yeah so that's uh that's quite Kinda interesting it, it was pretty much just and that's the best and the worst of pokemon and we didn't even mm-hmm. know it where mm-hmm. they were just reskinning the same game over yeah. and over and over again mm-hmm. and i think it was the only negative thing that i could ever say about the franchise but yeah with yellow the the benefit was like pikachu was out the ball the entire time like yeah. it wasn't the anime and you could turn around to uh pikachu at any point and go you know just have a little chat to it and be like and you could little get face. the starters as well you that, could. Like, for me yeah, that was a yeah, cool yeah. thing of being like oh yeah having all three starters on in your team at the same time i was like oh, as like a 10 year old i was like oh my god my mind's blown i don't <laughs> have to trade for any of this stuff anymore it's this all is there. insane yeah you yeah. don't don't get this on the playstation it's amazing <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so that was the Game Boy and the Game Boy Color. They released it. Was it? Was did the? I'm trying because I've done a little bit of research. Am I right in saying that the original Game Boy carts worked on the Game Boy Color and added color, or was that just was that Pokemon Yellow that that happened with? I'm trying to remember if they worked on both. They they did add color, but it was like it was all it was still like almost a monotone. So I think yeah. blue mm. it basically added the game with like a blue tint to it, and red had a red tint. Yeah. Okay. And then and then yellow, yeah, yellow was more like an eight bit color palette, if you know what I mean. Like Pikachu looks yellow in it. Ash is had a red hat yeah. kind of thing. Mm. Okay, so that's quite interesting. It's, it's kind of straddled that line between the two. I mean, I, I suppose Game Boy and Game Boy Color were similar in terms of what they could do. It's just the color that they added, but they yeah. they straddled the line of those two generations of Game Boy. Um, mm. And they actually they they actually did something to make it work between the two generations which is which is nice add something even if it was just kind of changing the hue of the uh, of the game slightly um but then uh, moving on a little bit to gen 2 um mm-hmm. can somebody remind me because there's so many games i forget which comes where sometimes what okay. which which games were gen 2 was it gold silver crystal yeah yeah that's it yeah, yeah gold silver crystal yeah. yeah, and uh, those were were, the, were those Game Boy Color again, or was that was that, was that Game Boy Advance? That was full color. I color, remember yeah. that was yeah. Game Boy Color. That was full color. Yeah, so that was. Uh, hold on, just let me get my little guide. 
guide to <laughs> the guide to um, the Chikorita I can never even say that name Sikandawil Cyndaquil and Totodile which was the yeah. no brainer choice by the way from anyone <laughs> um, yeah so that, an additional 100 Pokemon were then added to the 151 which I think everyone's just like losing their shit over going yeah. what are you doing it's absolutely terrible but to be completely honest I think those games were probably better than yeah. Red Blue um, and probably now more fondly remembered as well yeah, like they were—they were really the games that got me from being like I don't know, like a dumb kid just playing through it and being like, "Oh, this is fun!" Mm. Like I've got six pidgeys on my team and blah, yeah. blah, and you know, <laughs> to actually being like, "Okay, now I realise that there's there's different types and there's different, you know, different Pokemon are stronger against others." And like it looked way better than the original games. Like the sprites actually looked like the yeah. the Pokemon, mm. especially from behind. Mm-hmm. Like mm. they looked how the pokemon should look whereas in the in the first games they looked kind of just like a like, like someone to put a pokemon in a blender with some pixels and blended it up and like, eh, there you go that's good enough for now i think um, i was just um i was mind blown by the day night cycle in it as well the fact yeah, that exactly. you could yeah, have that yeah. transition and there were different pokemon to catch yeah that was just like that truly was a revelation it was like how can you add another layer of depth onto a game that is already perfect yeah so cool yeah, exactly and it also added breeding in so you know like if you you could take two Pokemon to the breeder, they would produce an egg, and then you walked around longer, uh, depending on the egg, I think, uh, for a longer time, and however many steps you did, and then eventually the egg would hatch, and you could get these new baby Pokemon, which was like the new kind of, um, I guess like the, what's the word? The gimmick that they added. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. the, like, like the first gimmick, I guess, they added was these baby Pokemon, and like Pichu, and um, what's the Magby, and all of those kind of guys. and. Tokopi, yeah. uh, was that? Yeah, and Tokopi as well. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the anime made Tokopi pretty much like the next bay, didn't it? Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was good. Uh, it's worth knowing as well that it's I've got a baby. It's factual that if um, to get someone pregnant, you just breed two Pokemon and then you make them walk mm. for a very long time and then they, they have the <laughs> yeah. baby. That is still the case. Um, so Pokemon right. got that right. Uh, fa- factually accurate. Yeah, and to get them to breed, all they have to do is really like each other, and that's, that's it. Yeah, that's and how, just that's, kiss that's them off, really, really softly, like and, and then yeah. run away. Yeah, <laughs> good to know. Good to know. Um, <laughs> so, just uh, you could catch the, so the baby Pikachu, the baby Pikachu is P- Pichu, um, <laughs> and there's all these baby um, Pokemon in the game. Were they in future generations? And because me, I'm not huge Pokemon knowledge base. I haven't played that many. Um, were they? Can you catch those in the wild in later games? Did they? Were they still available in the later games to catch, or did you have to transfer them between games to get them? No, you could catch them. Like I mm. think in the, in the Sun and Moon, like in the starting areas of which is like Gen Seven, um, you could catch some of the. I think you could catch. Ow, you could catch Pichu there, and um, yeah, like a lot of them still. For I think for a while they they still had that thing of okay if you want to get them you have to breed them but I I think it, in Generation Seven you could catch at least Pichu because they always okay. like you to have Pikachu in every game because he's the the icon so yeah yeah, yeah I guess they kind of try to change up the starting area of of Generation Seven by being like okay here's like an electric Pokemon whereas traditionally you always get like a normal type or a flying type or a bug type in the starting areas so mm. yeah okay interesting. Um, and I think the other noticeable or notable even thing of Gen 2 um, and those games was the fact that um, at the end of the game, you could then go back to the Kanto region from Gen 1. Is that right? Mm-hmm. 
yeah. and like go round a fully formed version of that and, yeah. and like, I, what, what could you actually do is there a story there is it just literally you could walk around and, and catch Pokemon it's like I compare it like I never played um, what's it Castlevania Sympathy Symphony of the Night symphony, yeah but that's the one where you beat the castle, right? And then it's then it kind of like turns it on its head, like okay, now you have to go back through the castle mm. to. That's that's kind of like the experience I had with with gold, where it's like okay, you've beaten the Pokemon League, mm-hmm. now the real game starts, kind of thing. Like now you can go to through Kanto and you fight, and it is kind of like the first start of that that Gen One like obsession that the that the Pokemon company has, where it's like oh yeah, you love Gen One, right? Here's some more Gen One. <laughs> Mm. And at the time, it was awesome because as a little kid, where you you know you have a lot of free time and and lot of, and you just kind of you know sit around playing Game Boy. You're like, oh, this is awesome! I get to fight the eight. You, you, it was basically, as far as I remember, playing through the story again from from the original game. Like you went through the eight gyms. Like there was some slight differences. Like there was some like continuation from the mm. story, mm. what it was in um, in the first game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I remember like being a kid and just thinking it was this was great because everything again all the pokemon looked looked a lot better all the sprites looked great mm. it was in like full full color and um yeah at the time it was like a real like oh my god i can't believe that all this game can that took up a whole cart can fit again on another cart with another mm. like another full game on it and yeah <laughs> it was it was kind of like i don't know revolutionary almost mm. um so, um, just because we've got a fair few gens to get through, um, so let's move on <laughs> to Gen 3. Um, and again, somebody's going to have to remind me, which were Gen 3? Is this, this, this is when we got to the Game Boy Advance, is that right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so which was these? Ruby? Oh, Ruby and Emerald. Ruby, Ruby Sapphire and Emerald. Yeah, yeah that's Emerald's right. Emerald's one? Okay. Yeah, um, this is kind of where I started to drop off a little bit with the franchise. So okay. the novelty of sending, I think this, was it when you could send out two Pokemon at a time? Yeah, they had the, the mm. dual battles or whatever they're called. Yeah. Bearing in mind, like at this point, the advance was like incredible as a system. Like the Handheld mm. graphics were fantastic, really, really cool. Um, the Pokemon at that point looked awesome compared to like mm. previous games. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you started to be able to enter them into beauty pageants yeah. and there was like weird little competitions and kind of side things to the game that I'd never really seen before and it all kind of started to drown out the quality of the narrative and I think the quality of the narrative was still the same game that you've been playing for like two mm. gens mm. so as great as it was, awesome as it looked it was still just kind of a little bit vanilla yeah, it's it's same, same as, yeah yeah he's starting to get the same taste but again that's just my remembering of it mm-hmm. and it's it's also the gen where they really started to push like oh if you want like kind of the full experience you need to buy both editions mm-hmm. yeah because yeah. in the, the previous two you you basically were fighting team rocket and this and the game mm-hmm. was pretty much the same but in gen 3 they had i think it was team aqua and team magma so yeah so the, the story lines changed slightly Mm-hmm. Um, you know, basically the, the narrative p- uh, punches were all the same, like like every Pokemon game. But there was a slight storyline, and you could also play as a ga- uh, boy or a girl in it as well. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I think it was Ru- Ruby and Sapphire, or at least Emerald. I know you could. I don't know if they made that change in Emerald, but yeah, you could play as a a boy or a girl, which was also seen as being a, a big 
like addition to the series a huge yeah. deal yeah yeah <laughs> was this was were these the last games that you had three versions because i think it's been two versions for quite a while and i can't remember any of this past emerald because obviously you had, you had yellow you had um what was the version for gen crystal. 2 crystal, crystal and then emeralds was there any more beyond this or was this the last one where you had the third version gen 4 you had the third version oh okay you had platinum Ah, uh, of course, yeah. It will. Let's move swiftly on to Gen Four, um, <laughs> just because let's get. We've got a lot to get through. Um, so we've got Platinum, and that was Diamond and Pearl. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was Game Boy Advance again. That was uh, DS. Oh, DS. The first okay. DS game. It's a big jump. So, big jump. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what worth was the, what? just very very quickly saying that in the meantime. Mm. several great games have come out with Pokemon um, so you'd okay. had I'm just going to quickly run through them so you had Super Smash Bros the original mm-hmm. uh, on the N64 never heard of it, never heard of it. Uh, shit game uh, next you had Pokemon Stadium mm-hmm. uh, N64 uh, then you had possibly the best Pokemon game Pokemon Snap mm-hmm. which is absolutely course, amazing yeah. <laughs> then you got Pokemon Pingball uh, mm-hmm. which is again an absolute banger yeah. Pokemon Puzzle League uh, That's after that you got Gold and Silver then you got Pokemon Puzzle Stand uh, uh, Challenge. Then you got Pokemon Stadium Two, and that's when it kind of kind of brings us up to Crystal. And then after yeah. that, I'm not going to mention the game. I'm going to get you two to guess it in a minute. But you got, I think, the second best Pokemon game, which isn't a mainline Pokemon game as well. So mm. yeah, well we can uh, we can get to that in a second. Okay. Okay. But yeah, Crystal was all right. Remember yeah. vaguely playing it a couple of times and vaguely. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. It was a Pokemon game. Mm. Yeah, I think Crystal it had more to do with the three dogs, right? It yeah, was like um, C, what's he called? Seacoon, like the ice one, and yeah, that's that's a game where you know, like um, when you're on holiday in Mallorca and you go to these shops and you're like, whoa, how do they have like the new Pokemon <laughs> game that isn't even out in Japan yet? <laughs> and you buy it and like you stick it in your your Game Boy and you're kind of playing it on the beach and it's. I don't know, a mixture of three different languages and some random story is happening and, and then you, you pull it out of the Game Boy and the cart just falls apart. Like, <laughs> so maybe maybe my, my rendition of Crystal is a bit me- messed up because of that, because like, uh, I was playing some like pirated uh, Spanish version, but yeah. Potentially, yeah, it right. sounds like it, it yeah. would mess you up a little bit. At yeah. first you made it sound like a generic kind of story and then it got very yeah. particular. And yeah. The heart <laughs> broke apart and then we yeah, started yeah. crying and then I wet yeah, myself. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, all right, Anne. <laughs> Easy, mate. Um, I don't remember it too well, like, to be completely honest. I'm kind of reading some bits about it here. It was saying, um, okay, this is on the official Pokemon website. Pokemon Crystal is the first time in a Pokemon game where you can choose to play as either a boy or girl. Oh, so that it might oh, be in Crystal. Okay. Uh, it's also the first Pokemon game to feature a battle tower, which is a central location mm. for hordes of the toughest trainers in the land. So that's interesting. That's the first kind of concept of this tower, which I think is quite prevalent now in most of the Pokemon yeah. games. It's like uh, end game content, basically. Yeah, and it said uh, Pokemon Crystal features animated introductions for each Pokemon uh, when they are brought into the heat of the battle, as well as as well as other graphic improvements you'll notice as you roam the Johto region. And um, while doing so, keep an eye out for Pokemon in different locations and legendary Pokemon that can be caught only by the most talented trainers. Two thousand one. Mm. What a year! Yeah. Wow. Two thousand and one. It's uh, crazy. Was was Pokemon like a yearly franchise then um, to begin with? Pretty much looked like there was. Um, I'll just have a quick check for you. Because I think Sorry. the originals came out nineteen ninety eight in in the West, red and mm. blue, red and blue. I think nineteen ninety eight. Because there was a couple of year gap between that and the Japanese version. So, when did the DS come out? This was in 
really impressive is that in the space of from June 1999 to June 2000, you got Red and Blue, mm-hmm. Super Smash Bros, Pokemon Stadium, and then Pokemon Yarn. Uh, then Pokemon Snap came out in September. Pokemon Pinball came out in October. That's insane. So that's one, yeah. two, three, four, five, six. But that was like that's also it went didn't the movie come out in nineteen ninety nine as well? It was. Or two thousand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was like peak, like, okay, the the world is going mental for Pokemon. So I guess they were yeah. like, Okay, we gotta cash cash in and in as much as we can. Yeah, but then in Fair terms of the mainline well. well, they did well, but in terms of the mainline game, so uh, June nineteen ninety nine, that's when red and blue you had a Game Boy Color version of Gold version and Silver in 2001. Then we got Crystal in, again, late 2001. So April to November, that's when that came mm-hmm. out. So yeah, there you go. Um, and then I said to you before, which game do you believe I was alluding to as the second best Pokemon game? Uh, in uh, the 15th of December, 2001. 2001. Um, one, one of the mystery dungeons no close uh, well close mm. oh, in so far that it's a Pokemon game <laughs> <laughs> so not close at all um, was it well GameCube hadn't been released by then so was it an N64 it's Game Boy game? Color Game Boy Color Game Boy Color game. Yeah, yeah. Okay. going back going back mm. um, do you know I've, I've got trading no card game you've got it on the trading card yep. game ah. Pokemon the trading card game it ah. was an absolute banger of a game it kind of yeah. had the same vibe for me as like the old Mario Tennis game where you were oh, just kind of yeah, like yeah, you it's had like kind of RPG uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was such a good game even now like I can remember the um, remember the beats and trying to play like the Elite mm. Four at the end oh yeah so such a good I game think, I don't know when it was but, like there was this big anniversary of, of Pokemon and they released the original games on the virtual console on the DS on the 3DS oh. mm. and I bought like the free games and then I also bought Pokemon uh, the trading card game and was just like, okay, I'm so. I haven't played this game for so long that I just didn't know what I was doing. I was like, uh, okay, this isn't like the mainline games at all. And uh, okay, what should I do? And I think I got through to like the first gym and then was like, ah, oh, no, I can't beat the gym either. I'm just gonna leave it for now. <laughs> just threw the car, then it explodes, yeah. and you're in Mallorca again crying. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's all coming back to me. Why? Okay. Um, Wow, yeah, I mean, there is a lot of Pokemon games. I mean, just the ones you mentioned there, which came out within the space of like two or three years. That's a lot, a lot mm. of games. Um, there so was if also you were a kid at that time trying to beg your mum to buy all those Pokemon games is uh, it's going to be a lot. Yeah, it is a excessive. Yeah, that's mm. that's just Pokemon altogether. I think if you're a, if you're a kid and a fan of it, then there's just so much stuff. Like, like I said. Uh, we have kids in the kindergarten and they're like oh yeah you know for my birthday I want a Pokemon cake and Pokemon muffins and everyone has to come dressed as a Pokemon <laughs> and you're just like god okay wow so um, that's when the uh, so the jump then happens from Pokemon Crystal 2001 to 2003 on the Game Boy Advance Pokemon Ruby mm-hmm. and Sapphire okay. uh, in between then the next game you've got Pokemon Pinball mm-hmm. you've got Pokemon Channel which I don't remember on the GameCube uh, Pokemon Box on the GameCube again and then Pokemon Coliseum all three of those games on the GameCube came out mm-hmm. in 2004 between April and May I, f- well, I f- think uh, Box was like one of the first means to you know store your Pokemon elsewhere right. so yeah. th- the GameCube had that you know that attachment where you could put your, your Game Boy cards in it and I think somehow uh. you could then move your Pokemon from your, your card onto the GameCube and, and play on a screen like mm. a, a TV screen I mm. think yeah, that's the, the Game Boy Player, wasn't it? Which um, that, yeah. that played Game Boy games. Did it play Game Boy Advance games? I know it played 
original Game Boy games. Um, that's pretty cool. And obviously, so that's kind of like the precursor to what we have now with Bank. And then yeah. the next thing is Home. Is that right? Home, that's what's yeah. coming next. Yeah. Um, being able to kind of transfer your Pokemon between different games and yeah, it's uh, quite complicated now. Like mm-hmm. gone are the days where you had a link cable um, and just transferred between yes. two things. Now you have um, an app and it's uh, like a cryptocurrency of, yeah. Yeah. of Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Bit crazy. Um, yeah. But yeah, so we've got we've kind of gone through the original, through the Game Boys, and we're, we're kind of onto the DS um, titles in terms of the Gen. So we've got uh, Gen Four, which was the first DS one that we just mentioned, which was remind me again. So we've gone through a lot of Game uh, Pokemon titles now. Um, so we did miss out Fire Red and Leaf Green on the uh, Game Boy Advance yeah. October two thousand four cheeky little okay. remake. Then it was Pokemon Dash, and then we're on to Pokemon Emerald again. Uh, that was Game Boy Advance originally. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the from Ruby and Sapphire, right? That was it, yeah. And then Pokemon XD, Gale of Darkness on the GameCube, uh, Pokemon Trozai, Trozzi, I don't even know, Nintendo <laughs> DS, and then Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, um, that was on multiple consoles, uh, 10th of November 2006. Pokemon Ranger on the Nintendo DS. Pokemon Ranger was like, because um, I, I was kind of like you, Dan, after, after Gen 3, I kind of fell out of uh, Pokemon. I guess yeah. I was like, you know, in my teens by then like uh, I think I was doing my A-levels you were too cool for Pokemon to say it it was fine (laughs) but then for some reason I thought Pokemon Ranger was the next gen of Pokemon so I was like okay I'm going to buy it so I bought myself a a DS Lite because I think it was around (laughs) the time when the DS Lites came out as well and Pokemon Ranger and took it home and kind of put it in and was like what is this this isn't Pokemon and it was basically the gameplay was you had your stylus and you kind of walked into Pokemon and it would appear on the bottom screen. Then you mm. had to draw a circle around the Pokemon. Right, okay. But then there would be, I don't know, like like obstacles in the way. So if your circle didn't didn't close then the Pokemon would escape. I like it's just one of those games where it almost feels like, a, kind of like the beach in New York, like a fever dream where it's like, okay, I remember <laughs> playing it and being like, what is going on and why am I doing this? But for some re- weird reason, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. So... <laughs> yeah, I think that was um, kind of like a, I guess maybe like a shovelware for the DS at the time. Mm. Like, okay, let's just put a Pokemon game out. But mm. yeah, it uh, nevertheless it was a decent game. Yeah, looks okay. Seems okay. Nice, nice. Um, cool. So was it after that the DS mainline? Yeah. So you went game from it actually weirdly jumped to a Wii game. So from Pokemon Ranger on the DS to uh, now we're in July 2007 uh, it took you to Pokemon Battle Revolution mm-hmm. which I don't remember too well and then on to no, the DS which does anybody remember this one which game it was next in the mainline series or yeah mainline the, it's black and white diamond and pearl there you go have you done that yeah, we were talking about that before, we before you segued out. It's <laughs> a good point. I'm just segueing this backwards. Guys, come yeah. on, keep up. Take this full circle. Uh, Diamond and Pearl, uh, to 2007. Then Super Smash Bros. Brawl came out. My Pokemon Ranch came out. We were. Uh, uh, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon again. Uh, Pokemon Ranger, Shadows of Armia. And then Pokemon Platinum version mm. on the DS 2009. Uh, Pokemon Platinum. Anybody play that? I started it, I remember. But not getting... Because I think that was like one of the first ones where the third game actually felt a lot different to the first two yeah mm. yeah um but yeah i never got i never got that far into it i was kind of like you know after putting 100 hours into the first into diamond i think i played then i got platinum and was kind of like yeah it's, it's similar enough i don't want to keep playing but apparently it's it's one of the it, like it it's 
people speak of it in like a positive light as like being a kind of a change for Pokemon or at least the, the mainline series. It's really weird this. I'm on the Pokemon website and I can't actually see when Pokemon Black and White came out. Hmm. Uh, it must have been it was when I was at uni so it must have been between like maybe 2010 or 2011 mm. so I remember going to game for the the midnight opening and you know buying it and I got some cool like uh, DS case with it or something mm. and then just going home and remember it it being it was it was kind of like visually it looked a, different to the well, I guess different to Diamond and Pearl and different to what we thought Pokemon was like because I think all of the sprites were um, animated. Yeah. So they, they basically had like a battle animation, which we hadn't seen before. And some of the moves were a bit more, looked visually a, a bit cooler. Um, and yeah, black and white, it was, what was, there was something special about black and white. But, oh, it was also the first time that they went back and basically reset it from being like, okay, all the Pokemon... The first 100 Pokemon in the start of the game are, own, are all new. Mm. There's no Pokemon from previous generations. Okay. So okay. Th- that's like the only other time after Gen 2 that they added 100 brand new Pokemon and didn't, didn't the, and the first portion of the game until you beat the Elite Four and became the champion was just these new Pokemon. Mm. It's worth noting then the website does not, and this is the official Pokemon.com website, does not have any acknowledgement of Pokemon Black and White. It's literally, really? literally <laughs> the only game that is not in that series. That's so strange. Wikipedia, Wikipedia does. Wikipedia tells me that it released here in 2011. Um, it's the fifth generation, 2011, Black and White. Um, and yeah, d- just to note as well, I think Black and White are the only um, mainline games that also got sequels. Is that correct? Yes. Yep. So there was Black um, and White apart from Apart from the newest ones, Sun and Moon, they also got like semi sequels. Yeah, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we'll come on to those shortly. But yeah, that's the, the, that's quite interesting. I think they, the either the popularity of the games had gotten such that they were confident that a sequel would do well, or mm. they really liked the games and wanted mm. to do sequels to them. I'm not quite sure. Were they were they good games, Black and White? Are they ones that you remember fondly? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said, I, I was at uni, so I had a lot of time to play it. You know, mm. <laughs> when I should have been studying, I was playing <laughs> playing black and white. And um, yeah, again, like at the time, I don't really remember it, but I think people look back at, at them as also been quite like this, where the story was quite good. Yeah. Mm. And for a Pokemon story, it kind of had a narrative and and made sense and kind of created a lot of the lore about Pokemon, like. Um, I think it, is it called Arteus, like the god, the Pokemon god, and he basically created the Pokemon, and yeah, then you have these other two like god Pokemon that are fighting against each other, and mm. that's kind of yeah. I think why the sequel, why did they decide to do a sequel? Because I think people responded to the story really, really well, and mm. um, they already had all these brand new Pokemon, like this this hundred new these hundred new ones. So I think maybe they were like, okay, well we've spent a lot of time creating these assets, let's use them again mm-hmm. in the same world and kind of continue this story or kind of you know create a fork in the story so it's something similar but we can we can market it as a as a second as a as a sequel instead of just like part three or or the third version for the all of the the hardcore fans yeah but yeah i, I never played black and white too though that's one of the ones that i haven't played i remember getting burnt by heart gold and soul silver because i was like oh the follow-up games is going to be amazing i remember Pokemon Gold and Silver I'll jump back into the series it came with like yeah. little I can't even remember like Tamagotchi kind of thing oh, that Poker came with Walker it thing. Yeah, yeah the Poker Walker. or whatever 
it is called, yeah. Which is, again, probably a precursor to some of the Go ideas that they had with mm-hmm. it. But mm-hmm. uh, jump back in, came a lovely bug box. I th- remember buying a blooming DS for it and everything, and then... Yeah. <laughs> Then playing the same fucking game that I played like yeah. six or seven years ago, I was like, "Oh my yeah. god, this yeah. is a terrible decision." Being really annoyed, but um, yeah, it was—I mean, fine. Black and white, I can't remember jumping into, and really, I think they were the games that I probably got burnt on Heart Gold and Soul Silver. So I just went mm. right. I'm not even going to bother anymore because I'm just going to assume they're all rehashed versions That's of it. the same game. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, just to touch on graphics as well, because obviously we kind of from the jump from Game Boy Advance to DS. Um, the kind of the graphics got better. Um, am I right in thinking that the first DS game was 3D environments but 2D sprites for the characters still? And then they improved that for black and white to 3D everything? Or am I misremembering that? Mm, yeah, I think I, I think it was the same for both. Right. Um, like, yeah, I remember the... Yeah, the, the at least in the battles, the sprites were still 2D. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I say, for black and white, they they did kind of improve them. Like they looked better. Like they looked a lot better, and they like they also had the animations, which I I thought was like awesome at the time because I was like, oh, like you know, you're so used to these like stilted images just bouncing into each other to actually see them move and like you know if if it uses a scratch attack, then you would see like scratch marks come across the other mm. guy's screen and stuff. So yeah, I think that was a big improvement. But it was it was still the same and. The overworld was similar to like these. It still had that kind of overhead kind of I don't know like if as if the camera's at like forty five degrees looking down onto mm. the scene, but the buildings were kind of three D ish, and your cat your character sprite. Oh, I guess it was still two D as well. But yeah, they they had a they still kept that same look. Mm. It wasn't until the next generation where there was a big change. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that was the the sixth generation when we got to 3DS. What games were between, Dan? Since you've got your timeline up, what was between mm. uh, the th- the DS and the 3DS games? It's like pointless again, but the roles are reversed from the last time we did yeah. this. Andrew. So uh, <laughs> following on, uh, so we had after I'm going to guess here, Poke Park Two Wonders Beyond. That was on the Wii. We had Pokemon Conquest, which on Nintendo DS. That was on 27th of July, 2012. Then mm-hmm. fast forward to the October 2012, we had Pokemon Black version 2 and Pokemon White version 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, then after that, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Gates to Infinity. That was on the 17th <laughs> of May. Beyond. Oh, wow, and beyond. Uh, 17th of May 2013 on 3DS. On the Wii U, Pokemon Rumble U, uh, the 15th of August 2013, which leads us to Pokemon X and Pokemon Y on the 12th mm-hmm. of October 2013. Mm-hmm. So those were the first 3DS games, and, and you just mentioned the Wii U there. I kind of never understood why, out of all the consoles, not to get a mainline um, Pokemon game. I always thought the Wii U would get one. It seemed like it was ripe for a Pokemon game with the Wii U. But anyway. I, it's, I think it's because the the Pokemon company and Game Freak are very uh, cautious about Nintendo consoles. Hmm. And like there wasn't like at the start of the Switch, there wasn't like a guarantee that they were going to make a Switch version of the game. They were still kind of like, oh well, let's see how well the Switch performs, and if it performs well, then then we'll make the cons a console version. Mm. And not, obviously with the Switch, it took them a few months to see, okay, yeah, we really need to make a console version for this. Mm-hmm. And they ended up making like two within two years now. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think they maybe saw the writing on the wall with the Wii U, and were like, now nah, we'll we'll stick with the 3DS for now <laughs> and see what what comes next. Sure. There wasn't really a great amount of like solid games on the Wii though that I can remember for Pokemon, other than maybe the no. you'd argue the um, oh god the eShop. I can't remember the name of the bloody store on their Virtual Console was it? 
Mm. Um, we wear or something. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah. yeah, the we I guess is the one thing that stands out as like they didn't want to. Yeah, it was really successful, so I don't know why they wouldn't want to do it. But mm. yeah. strange. So uh, like I said, I, I think they've they've always kind of been like Pokemon is a handheld game. True. Yeah. And yeah. if we're gonna bring it to a console, then they I guess they have to. They've they've kind of seen it as like well, now with the Switch, it's it's also technically handheld and technically a console, so it's like the best of both worlds for them. Mm. And I guess throughout all the time with the Wii and and the Wii U, Nintendo was backing the the 3DS and the and the DS, so mm. they were like, well. I guess they already had an engine made for that and they had a an established audience there so True. like okay well let's keep doing it and now like they've kind of you know turned off the light on the 3ds and slowly putting it to out to pasture mm. yeah so maybe they're like okay now we we have to make it for the switch kind of thing just True. running down the uh, the paragraphs for Pokemon X and Y on the official Pokemon website. Mm. Uh, in all the 3D Pokemon adventure, blah, blah, blah. Never before seen Pokemon, blah, 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 blah. New generation of Pokemon introduces players to an exciting new adventure in a breathtaking 3D world, uh, Kalos region. Uh, jo- journey as a boy or a girl, blah, 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 blah. And you can choose how your hero looks. Uh, mm. Find a look that suits you and you can set off on your travels. Uh, all new fairy type Pokemon. First yeah. new Pokemon since Dark type and Steel type were introduced almost a decade ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, all new battle formats, uh, Sky Battles and Horde Encounters. Uh, okay, keep going down with the Pokemon, Pokemon Ami feature. Feed pet and play with your Pokemon to increase yeah. your bond. Uh, kiss your Pokemon on the mouth to make people uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> the more you play with your Pokemon, the friendlier they'll become. Right, carry on, Dan. Um, <laughs> the re- mega evolutions were the big. That's exactly the big it. thing. Yeah, mm. that's the next part. So it's mega evolution and then super training as well. Um, yeah. Player search system PSS obviously had to have an acronym, and then the Pokemon Global Link has been completely redesigned. So uh, a hell of a lot, really feature packed. That's probably the biggest yeah. blurb yeah. of all of the Pokemon games that's on the site at the moment. Yeah, there's a lot, and, and also the first one in 3D on the 3DS. Um, True, yeah. Quite interesting. Um, not just 3D graphics-wise, completely 3D, but also in stereoscopic 3D. Um, mm. So, do, do you know what? I've, I've only picked this one recently, because uh, I'm literally just getting into Pokemon. Um, so X okay. and Y, I think I got X. Was X mm. the blue one? Yes. X, I think was, yeah. Um, so I picked up that one, um, and I've kind of started it. So this is the one, if I remember correctly, that's kind of um, based on the regions based on France. Is that right? Yeah. X and yes. Y. Yeah. Yes. So that's quite interesting. Um, yeah. What 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 are your thoughts on X and Y? Very little. Very little. Yeah. Very little <laughs> did, thoughts. Did you I, have a 3ds? Damn. I did have a 3ds, and I had it for six days. I think I had it for. I went to Newcastle <laughs> with work bought one drunk and then it was just like I had no idea what to play on this game at all um, and I think it was at a point in my life 2013 when I was just especially skint so I was just like uh, looking at this console thinking what the fuck am I going to do with it really I can't afford the games they're all really expensive um, mm-hmm. and even going into CX or sex whatever people call it these days and trying to pick a game out there it was like 18 quid 19 quid for yeah. something that had been out for you know maybe a year or two so mm. Yeah, I had one. Um, don't fondly remember it. Pete never showed up about his, so that was the reason I got one. <laughs> Fair enough. Adam, what about you? Yeah, again, like I feel like my my Pokemon stories are all from like a time and a place. Like Mallorca. I actually bought. No, this time it was Australia. I <laughs> was right, in. Okay. Uh, I was backpacking around Australia, and I was in Darwin, which is like 
you know, it's just like a town at the very northern tip of Australia and there's n- not much going on there. Mm. And there was a lot of, you know, lonely nights in the hostel and I was like, okay, what can I do in, with all this time that I've got just sitting around doing nothing? And I was like, ah, okay, I'll, I'll buy a 3DS mm. just to play X and Y. And yeah, X, I think X and Y is probably my my most favorite, like of the modern Pokemon games. It's, okay. it's, it's my favorite one. Mm. Yeah, like it's... um. Like, cause, like, cause, kind of like you said, Dan. Like, there's a lot of features that they added. Mm. Added. It, it kind of felt like a, a shift f- away from the the traditional norms of Pokemon. Like, I guess maybe because of how it looks adds a lot to that. But there was also stuff like, yeah, you could you could buy clothes for your character and kind of kind of make them customizable. Like, they mm. still look like the the typical big eyed Pokemon trainer. Mm. But um, yeah, it was like a step in the right direction. And um, yeah, and there's like it was it was kind of interesting going around France and seeing like Paris in in the game, even though it's not Paris, but it, you know there's mm. a huge like tower in the middle, which is the Pokemon gym. And I think yeah, they 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 got really creative with the game, and um, I'm kind of hoping they replicate it in Sword and Shield because Sword and Shield is going to be based in the U- like based on the UK, so. Mm kind of makes me excited to think okay they did a really good job with with france hopefully they can do a good job with the uk as well Mm. Mm. fingers crossed that would be good um so i think we did have um another remake in between the next one so we had was it omega sapphire alpha pokemon omega ruby and alpha Alpha sapphire Sapphire. so we had after x and y we had pokemon bank and then pokemon link battle on the 3ds pokemon art academy on the 3ds pokemon omega ruby and alpha sapphire on the 3ds pokemon shuffle on the 3ds pokemon rumble world on the 3ds they like the 3ds Mm. and then one of the first android games and ios games pokemon shuffle mobile um, Mm. pokemon picross on the 3ds uh, pokemon super mystery dungeon on the 3ds and on the Wii U, Pokken Tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that kind of leads us up to Pokemon Go in July 2016. Mm, the big one, well, the big one for modern Pokemon fans, I guess. It's how yeah. a lot of people have got into the into the franchise now. Uh, what, what, Adam, what are your thoughts on Pokemon Go? Yeah, I had kind of like a crazy summer last year playing it because uh, they announced, I think, at E3 last year that they were going to be releasing Let's Go uh, Pikachu and Eevee. Mm-hmm. And that you could kind of transfer your Pokemon over from Let's Go. So I was kind of I'd, I'd never really played the game because when when it first when the app first came out, like I just moved to Vienna, mm. and uh, I was like in the middle of setting up like a, a phone contract, and I was having problems with like the internet not connecting properly. So mm. I just couldn't play it because my phone didn't work. But then yeah, last summer like I I got really like into it and you know i was walking like i don't know hundreds of kilometers a week just ra- randomly wandering around vienna looking for pokemon mm-hmm. and uh yeah it's it's again it's like a phenomenon phenomenon i wish i could say that word <laughs> it's um because we have here in the middle of vienna there's a park called like the stadt park like the city park and you go there on community days and it is just packed full of people playing pokemon go Wow. and you know exactly where every gym is in the park because there's people just huddled around it on their phones <laughs> and it can be people like kids from I don't know from maybe six or seven to like old people in like the 70s mm. and then there's people there with like you know like a like a, I don't know like a chopping board or something with like five phones taped to it and all on each phone is catching Mewtwo wow. or whatever and it's it's um, yeah I think if you're into it it's one of those games you get really into Mm-hmm. Uh, like walking around, spinning the poker stops, 
sending gifts every day. Like I was sending so many gifts to these random people in Japan that just <laughs> randomly added me and you know, and all of a sudden I'm like a five star friend with, with someone in, in Shibuya and I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like I can't read his name cause it's in Japanese, but it's cool that we've, we've been sending <laughs> gifts to each other for like three months every day. So yeah, again, and it, it's kind of like, uh, I guess you, you'd argue like it's, it's almost like a games to service, you know, it came out mm. bare bones, like mm. people got into it, but there wasn't really much to hook people hook people into it to keep them playing mm-hmm. and now there's like updates all the time like uh, new Pokemon I think they're on to gen 5 with Pokemon now yeah yeah there's all these quests to, to find there's all these special events that happen they have the community day every uh, once every month uh, they just introduced like team rocket and team rocket mm-hmm. gyms which also like give you extra stuff mm-hmm. and um, yeah it's like in the summertime when you've when you've got some free time to wander around it's like it's, it's nice to play so mm-hmm. on a uh, statista.com I never know how to say it um, they they report in July 2016 the augmented reality game phenomenon hit our smartphone screens and Pokemon Go had players roaming around parks and streets in the real world in an attempt to capture train and battle the virtual Pokemon there were an estimated 27 million users of this innovative game in the United States in 2016 and this figure is set to soar to 67 million in 2020 uh, mm. This game is particularly beloved in the Asia-Pacific region, where the number of users is set to increase from 84 million to 311 million oh, in the same God. time frame. And just to put that wow. into context, this is uh, just in the US uh, that I can see. Uh, Player spending on the app stood at an impressive 2.27 billion US dollars at the end of 2018, with Ooh. players in the United States and Japan being particularly keen to get their hands on the biggest upgrades. So that was a, a worldwide uh, player spending 2.27 billion US dollars. Not bad. That's, that is. Wow. That is, wow. Yeah. That's and, you wonder, and you wonder why they're picky now about what mm. consoles that they actually release games yeah. on. True. Well, yeah. that's what that's what a lot of people, like the hardcore Pokemon fans, were worried about. Is that they they think that um, the main the, the the mainline games are now taking a backseat to yeah. Pokemon Go, and they they also I, I was like watching some like you know like video documentaries or like opinion pieces about why people like did you did either of you play Little Town Hero? Yes, you know, the one that Game Freak just released. Yeah. Yeah, and people were kind of speculating that okay, Game Freak are like releasing these new games because they're not seen as like this premium, mm. uh, like first party kind of developer in Nintendo anymore because they look at Niantic and they're like, okay, Niantic has made, I think they've made more money in the last three years on Pokemon Go than they have on any of the Pokemon games. Yeah, mm. it's insane since their existence. So um, yeah, people were kind of speculating that maybe the games aren't as important anymore. But then you know. I kind of see it as like, well, if that's the case, then maybe Game Freak have something to prove with uh, Sword and Shield to be like, mm. oh, no, we are still relevant and we are still important, and yeah, we're, we're never gonna make as much money as Pokemon Go does, but we can still make great games. So again, it's kind of why I'm I'm excited for next Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So ju- July close. through to November 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Pokemon Go in July and then November, you got Pokemon Sun and Pokemon Moon on the 3DS. Yeah. Um, so we've got that and obviously we also had not long after about a year or so later that was Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon I guess it's worth mm-hmm. t- chatting about them all together um, given the time we've got um, <laughs> uh, Adam um, so can you right so first of all so this is the 7th gen this is the one before 
uh, Sword and Shield um, in terms of main mainline games. Spoilers. Um, spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, can you tell us a little bit about Sun and Moon, and then also the differences there are between Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon as compared so, to them? Actually, no, because this is this is where my Pokemon uh, knowledge kind of drops off because yeah. I, I I played a bit of um, Sun and Moon. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was like earlier this year I started playing it, but I was kind of like, okay, I don't want to wear myself out on Pokemon right now because then then by the time November comes, I, I won't want to play, play uh, Sword and Shield. Sure. But from what I know is like, um, the games are based in, like on the Hawaiian Islands. Mm. They basically have a, they've kind of changed the system up with the, the gyms, so there aren't gyms anymore. There are these things called trials where I think they, they add in more puzzle elements to each gym. Mm-hmm. And it's like uh, you don't just go and beat the the gym leader and get the badge. Like you basically have to do a, f- a number of like um, tasks before you can even get to the new leader. Mm-hmm. And they also went kind of like too narrative heavy. Mm-hmm. Like one of the reasons why I kind of stopped playing Sun and, uh, and Moon was because like there's so much. Um, what's the word? There's, there's just so much like dialogue or yeah, dialogue. I can't. There's mm-hmm. like another word. Like you know, basically where they're telling you about what Pokemon what Pokemon are and what, what the game is and yeah, like, yeah I, I already for I it. already know this and it's mm. like I understand yeah for new players like this might be interesting and a lot of older Pokemon players are like oh we want a more serious story and the story is not serious but, but it, there is like an actual story there with cutscenes mm-hmm. um, but it's kind of like yeah you know I was in the mood to play Pokemon and be like okay I want to get in choose my starter get get fighting and it was like okay the first 20 minutes I'm listening to oh yeah Pokemon they live in Pokeballs they're different Pokemon <laughs> in different regions and it's like yeah I know okay let's get through to the next bit and then it's like okay now there's a cutscene with some some girl and you're like okay cool like, and it, you're just kind of like okay after after the half an hour of, of, of like context I'm like yeah I don't want to play anymore so it sounds like um, to, to you Pokemon games are like uh, Bruce Wayne's parents for most people in like any sort of film where it's like we know we know that they we know that the dying spoilers we know that they're going to yeah. get shot we know what's going to happen we know yeah. the backstory just put us into the stuff that we don't necessarily yeah, exactly. know or put into yeah. something that hasn't been told a million times over yeah mm. exactly and I think that's what Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon was mm. was kind of like the mm. the Spider-Man um, homecoming of, of Pokemon games where it's like yeah okay yeah yeah we've already seen the story this is like the the trim down no fat let's get to it uh, kind mm. of thing and again i think there's some there's some like um the main kind of hook of the story there is that there's like this pokemon that can take over other pokemon mm. and kind of makes them extra strong and um i can't remember if it's this game that they actually said that like some of the pokemon battles feel like boss battles Mm. where okay. you know you don't just run up to it and they're like okay i want to i want to catch you it's like okay this pokemon is kicking my ass and i need to come back later and fight it again because it's mm. so strong uh, i might be wrong on that but I, I think that's what people were saying it's in uh, ultra sun and ultra moon and yeah. um yeah it, it's from what i've heard ultra sun and ultra moon is better mm. but i just don't i'm not motivated to play motivated to play them because i'm like yeah i don't want to wear myself out on pokemon before um sword and shield come out Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So it said on here again, just new trials in the Alola region, four islands while taking the island challenge. Uh, puzzles require updated strategies to complete and totem Pokemon, returning feature in Ultra Sun and Moon, Zed moves, Zed mm-hmm. powering, corresponding Zed crystal, 
Pokemon be able to explore and expect between strong move. Once powerful, that can only be used once per battle. Game choose brand new Z moves. Uh, as you put your own, keep your eyes out for new totem stickers, collectible goodies, glitter and shine. And as you find them, be sure to show them off to Professor Samson Oak. Uh, blah, blah, blah. And then Pokemon Bank compatibility. Enter the battle agency as well, where you can get like festival coins, rare items, rare candy, gold bottle caps. Um, surfs up as well. So there's like different functions there with the TM surf and. Yeah, it seems really fleshed out, really interesting game. Um, I think just like you said there, it was just a bit of a strange strange plot where, again, where here it says here, powered up the new edition of the story by the moon. The games take place in the room, which made up four islands. The island's team of Pokemon. It's, it sounds like what you were saying before. It's just the same narrative, Adam. During the adventure, you'll have multiple yeah. run-ins with the trouble, troublesome Team Skull, encounter the elusive garden deities, and unravel a plot surrounding the mysterious Aether Foundation. There we go. Yeah. interesting yeah this, I think this was the one if, I, if I'm recalling correctly where a kind of big Pokemon fans had got a little bit worried that it it was burning out the series was burning out mm. I think yeah. at this point yeah. um, and like you said Adam I think that people are kind of hoping that Sword and Shield is where um, Game Freak kind of pick up and go okay we've kind of learned our lessons from what's come yeah. before we've learned our lessons from the popularity of Go and you know we've, we've learned a lot so this is you know this is going to be where they turn it around and go okay this is what Pokemon is now um, mm. and we'll find out in a week's time I guess about that yeah. um, but before <laughs> before we kind of move on to that just briefly touch on um, Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee which I think is the next big Pokemon game release Um and that's obviously the the switch um and that is a that's a remake of the originals is that right it's a remake of yellow i think yes yeah, yeah. um With some slight slight story like differences where i think you play as like red sun or mm. daughter i think but yeah basically yellow yeah cool. yeah not a fan um no? bought the bought the special edition the whole shebang and mm-hmm. yeah it just wasn't blown away at all by it mm. um I, th- I just remember saying to Pete uh, it's the type of game that you're playing and you're just questioning every single second of it going yeah. alright I remember the beats I remember the storyline mm-hmm. I remember that while well, that patch of grass I probably know there's a Rattata in there or a Pidgey over in that one yeah. you just mm-hmm. you can predict the whole thing um, because you played that game so much when you were younger and mm-hmm. it's great to see like the graphics and I think kind of this is where I'm happy to let the series go from my own personal zeitgeist i'm happy for that to happen uh mm-hmm. akin to adam's happy to see again as a kindergarten teacher you know you can see new mm. kids enjoying it um yeah. the one really fucking cool thing about this game was the transition and the fact that you could swap your pokemon over from go into let's go i mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. love that i just mm-hmm. didn't get why you then couldn't move them from let's go back into, back go, into go which mm-hmm. just baffled me really really strange decision to make but mm-hmm. um yeah, it's it's it was fine. I played it for you know, as Ben would say, forty five minutes, but probably like two to three hours, and it just was the same game ostensibly as what we played pre. Really pretty, really good looking. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you played something like Mario Odyssey, you played Breath of the Wild, two significant jumps in, um, you know, those series, mm. and then you jump into Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. Um, yeah, it just wasn't as reactionary as I was going to hope from Game Freak. Mm. Yeah. No, it, it definitely wasn't, but it's like I think this game wasn't for us. Like like no. this 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 is the game for my kindergarten kids and when this yeah. when it came out, this was all they were talking about was like, Okay, yeah, you, they're going around and it's just it's just like 
it's just so accessible because really you don't even need to press a button like mm. you just need to move the joy joystick and do this motion and that's what, like kids can do that and you know they they added like things like um the xp is shared so after every every time you catch a pokemon every single pokemon in your party gets xp mm-hmm. like they really like dumbed it down yeah to the point where yeah i think I, I i was off sick for three days when it came out like coincidentally and uh yeah, I played like fifteen hours, and then just got to a point where I was like, "Yeah, like kind of like you said, Dan. Like, yeah, this is this this. I know what this is, mm. um, but mm. I didn't particularly like the catching mechanics. So I was like, yeah, I don't really want to spend another like fifteen hours trying to catch these Pokemon because mm. it basically got to a point where it was so easy to the point where it was too easy, and then it got to a point where it's like, okay, now you kind of have to go and grind a little bit. And I was like, I don't want to have to catch a Zubat that's doing like a figure of eight with this dodgy like aim controller that isn't <laughs> accurate at all and you know you like looking up like let's players on on YouTube how to catch a Zubat mm. because they're like oh yeah no like you should aim away from the screen and then aim to the screen and you're just like oh, okay <laughs> or you should just play in handheld mode and then you just have to press a kind of thing so mm. yeah I kind of put it down with every intention of going back and I just never did Mm. it was but, definitely um, the kindergarten yeah. game it was definitely the yeah. game there for kids to get back into and that's completely fine the special edition console was absolutely stunning lovely mm-hmm. really lovely yeah. idea but again when you sat there as a you know 31 year old male and you, you you kind of right okay i'm going to play this pokemon game and you stick it switch into the dock and mm. you sat there in your underwear on a saturday morning holding a pokeball and you've got your cup of coffee and then your missus walks in like, mm-hmm. I, I don't think she's ever found me less attractive than I probably looked at, <laughs> you know, five o'clock shadow, just kind of like drifting on it. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I, it, it wasn't a good look, not at all. You're painting a picture there, Dan. Um, so <laughs> Cheers, mate. This, yeah, uh, so th- this was the game that was almost kind of like trying to bring the, the Pokemon Go audience to the console, wasn't it? So it's the people mm. who hadn't necessarily played the mainline Pokemon games before, but played Go um, and maybe wanted a similar experience, but maybe a little bit more in depth. And that's what we, obviously the catching mechanic that we've been mentioning is, it's it's the same one that you have on the on on the mobile, basically, isn't it? You're kind of you know yeah. on the mobile, you, you you swipe to kind of flick your ball um, on the screen, <laughs> and in the in Pokemon Let's Go, you um you, you use the uh, motion controls to do basically the same thing. You need to stop doing balls, that hand yeah. motion, mate. <laughs> like, yeah. you just hack it in. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I can, I can I can kind of see it from from the perspective of people who've played the games from the beginning. It's it's probably not the best game, but from as you say, from the perspective of people who are just joining for the first time, it's like a very good gateway entry into the series, uh, into the mm-hmm. main series. Yeah, um, and that's what it was for. Yeah, yeah, and and definitely, I'm guessing. I, I have a feeling almost that they, they kind of uh, knew what, what was going to go on with Sword and Shield as they were making Let's Go because it yeah. feels like, you know, th- th- this is the gateway and then people then go on to buy Sword and Shield, which is very much uh, a main Pokemon game. It's it's back to the, the way that it used to be. Uh, no yeah. weird motion control mechanic to catch Pokemon. Um, so it's setting people up for that. And, and that kind of brings us, I guess, nicely onto that. Um, First question: Are you both getting sword and or shield? Yeah, yeah. Uh, to start off with, shield. Okay. I'm yeah. tempted by either, and I was very close to picking up the special edition switch light, so I did pick up the yellow one, like I've shown you guys, and mm-hmm. the I can't even pronounce names. Zakian and mm-hmm. those things sound like a really rich coffee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bean. They're based, yeah. they're based off the colours. 
Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, one is what are they call. Let me look up the names. What um, magenta and cyan? Yeah, yeah, exactly. There we go. That was not too bad. I kind of got that pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. Um, the console looked stunning, but mm. it yeah, was it just the the. I was like, oh, can I really? Do you want that one? Or just mm. because of the Pokemon aspect to yeah. it. Um, <laughs> we played it in at EGX, I think. Adam, yeah. you played it as well, the demo. Yeah, in in Game City in Vienna. Yeah. And what did you think? It was was it this, did you play the water gym? Yeah, the water gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like what I was expecting. Like I think the demo was quite like um, you know, it was very like kind of closed off. Like okay, mm. you're in this you're in this gym. Here's the Pokemon that you've seen from like way back when they announced the game. Um, and yeah, I liked it. Like I thought it looked decent. There was like some some cutscenes. I felt it. I felt it felt a very anime. Like I felt like the shots on that they were taking on, like when the two trainers were talking, yeah. was kind of mm-hmm. cool. Like a different kind of take that we've not seen in Pokemon before. Um, and yeah, and yeah, it was it was fun. I, again, like it, they they always feel like they have to have some weird quirk or weird um, gimmick in the game with the the Gigantamaxing or whatever it's called or the yeah, Dynamax yeah, Pokemon. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm still not sold on that. Like, I think it's cool with the, the you know the Gen One Pokemon how they've kind of changed the look of them mm. when mm. they when they Gigantamax. But the 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 regular ones, I'm kind of like, yeah, I, d- I don't really understand why. You know, it just feels like they've taken like the I don't know the PNG of the the sprite and just like okay, let's just zoom it up and mm. and that's that's the new gimmick this time. But the 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 Gen One Pokemon look pretty cool. What mm. what did you t- uh, two think? So we waited in line for a while. And I was, uh, yeah, about two hours. Uh, really I was, pre- I was pretty pumped for it. Um, yeah. As in, genuinely, I was looking forward to playing it because it's huge franchise. And again, dipped my toe in last couple of times. I wasn't, I hadn't tapped out with um, Let's Go. You know, I just kind of said, right, okay, that's not for me. I know that's yeah. not for me. It's not a game made for me. So, mm-hmm. you know, what Sword and Shield going to bring? And it was a Pokemon game. It was yeah. very much the same beats it's like previous games. You're still getting stopped by people, you know, in that battle and pressing a different mm-hmm. button uh, to, you know, yellow button to stop walking through a yellow panel yeah, and blue, yeah. you know, to stop walking through a blue panel and, um, you know, the battle music, everything just it felt like a Pokemon game. And it's not a bad thing. I Like I said before, I'm just kind of admitting now that these games aren't meant for me. I don't get why they haven't dropped the albeit brilliant gimmick of having the Pokeball Plus uh, as, mm. as an element of the game and having mm. that feature in it, you know, being able to um, to use the motion control of it. I, don't, I simply don't get it. Why make all it's that effort? What they do, though. Like, yeah, they, it is. I think I think there'll be another Let's Go game, like there'll be Gold and mm. Silver will come next or whatever, whatever mm. two Pokemon they choose for that. And that's probably when you'll be able to use it again. But it's just how Pokemon works. It's like you said before, we've had yeah. Gold and Soul Silver. We had this this uh, pedometer yeah mm-hmm. and it's like yeah that was a cool idea but they've never done anything with it and mm. yeah like like i said they there also always seems to be some weird gimmick that they they feel like okay like people love the mega evolutions and complained a lot that like okay why didn't you just leave them in that's like something really cool and there's always excuses like oh if we leave it in it doesn't the, the battles don't balance competitively and blah 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 and we want to try something new and which is fair enough but yeah i think that's um part of being a Pokemon fan is like you kind of get something that you like and you know okay I've got to enjoy this now because in two years time and then whenever the next game comes out I won't be able to use it anymore yeah 
Mm. It's just it's like I'm just going down some of the headlines on the website again, and what I was saying is comfortably the biggest blurb so far, which mm. you would expect. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the one that kind of stands out for me that kind of doesn't pique my interest, if anything, you know, probably negates it. Uh, Pokemon can complete jobs and grow stronger through poker jobs. I, you're scraping the bottom of a, you know, metaphorical barrel when you're having to send your Pokemon on jobs. Mm. I don't mm. get that. I don't at all. It, if you're really relying on the core mechanics of a Pokemon game of something that's true JRPG, you've got to do better with the things that made you successful, and that's why Go was mm. so good. It had the charm, it had the charisma of the original 150, and I think it's just moving a little way, you know, a little too way away from that. I really hope I'm wrong. Really, really hope I'm wrong. Um, and that probably will be why I'm picking Pokemon up on day one to prove myself <laughs> wrong. Because <laughs> ge- genuinely, of all the things and all the games and all the franchises I could ever want to be wrong over, it would be Pokemon. Mm-hmm. See, uh, see, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on like the opposite spectrum of that. Like, I, I want them to do more. So. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> Yeah, and be like, okay, let's be more different from anything we've done before because, yeah, the, that's kind of why I set up the the, the Gen 8 podcast because there were so many rumors about what this game was going to be. Yeah. That I was like, oh, I, I want to have people on that have interesting ideas to talk about what they think the game could be. Yeah. And, you know, and there was people saying like, oh, yeah, it'd be cool if it was, you know, the first thing was, oh, it's going to be like Breath of the Wild where, you know, you, you go out into the world and, yeah, maybe, maybe you go to this area and there's like, level 100 Pokemon but you can get to it from the very beginning of the game and if you're smart maybe then you can you know hustle your way into to winning a battle kind of thing yeah and there was like things like yeah you know or, or maybe they switch the typings around uh, for the free starter so maybe instead of it being grass uh, water and fire like always like have it as like psychic steel and dark or something yeah just something to make it different because everyone assumed like oh it's going to be a massive change because it's a console game now technically yeah. But yeah, I, for me, like, um, like I'm kind of like the outlier in in our like in our community, like the Switch Indie Fix community, because they're I'm kind of the one who's like, nah, they should have done more. Like, yeah, I, I really yeah. wish they'd done more. But um, the, the more I see of the game, the more I'm like, okay, like you know, they've added like kind of like quasi multiplayer into it now with these like raid battles that you can team up with people, team up with your friends, and take on on these these giant Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And they have this like open world area um, where the Pokemon kind of roam free. So I like that they've kind of kept that little aspect of, of Let's Go that you can see the Pokemon on the map. Like they're not always just hidden in the grass. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, and like the Galarian uh, forms of the Pokemon look cool. Like I don't know if you've seen the Weezing with the top hat. And then mm. yeah. there was like the big news a couple of weeks ago with the the Ponyta that looks like a kind of looks like a My Little Pony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think like uh and, and and in general I think the Pokemon that they've shown so far look really cool. Like, you know, Pokemon they're up to eight hundred and fifty and a lot of the designs look a bit generic and I think they 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 have like a new head of art there now. Mm. And um Wasn't yeah, it the guy that, who was like drawing fan pictures? Oh no, that was the guy that did the Pokemon movie, wasn't it? Detective Pikachu film. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, was there, uh, one of the uh, yeah. Fan he was making fic. the 3D renders, right? Of like the realistic Pokemon. To be fair, mm. that was an absolutely awesome film. Honorable mention great. to the 3DS game because yeah. I did play that. That was really fun. Oh, really? Um, a notable mention as well that I got something wrong already, which is a good sign, hopefully, for Pokemon fans out there. And one of the headers is take your favorite Pokemon for a stroll with the Pokeball Plus. So if you yes. link up your Pokemon Sword uh, or Shield yeah. game with the Pokeball Plus, you'll be able to transfer your favorite Pokemon to the Pokeball and then take them for a stroll in the real world. 
Um, yeah. So again, stand corrected. You know, there is some element of functionality mm. there. Um, yeah, a little bit. A little I bit. just, I don't know, and I think it's where if the opening beats the same, and you come out your mum's house, or whatever it might be, and then you're finding a bike and you're doing that kind of stuff, then it it'll probably jade me slightly, and I'll be like, right, okay, I'm, this isn't for me again. Mm. But if I jump into it and it does feel like it's matured with us rather than kind of yeah you know what i mean it's kind of like frozen and carbonite over time mm. and just stayed like similar kind of game um I'm, and again another thing i'll correct myself on is the art style as you said adam um just even for the three uh starter looks really great um yeah. like so again I th- sobble completely stole my heart immediately and we we're all making uh. memes within seconds of like how yeah, funny yeah. it was um but yeah they, they all look fantastic they feel like pokemon Whereas I think mm. some of the others were getting quite anime kind of big bad you know dragon things and yeah, big yeah. lions and and I know mm. obviously Sword and Shield the two that are on the front um, still look that kind of Megazordy kind of way, yeah. um, but the actual core Pokemon do seem to be leaning back into that kind of unique humor, uh, mm. yeah, and and style that Pokemon had originally. So mm. again can't stress it enough I really hope I'm wrong really hope this is a great game yeah I don't know I think I I think it's going to be like the former that you said that you're going to kind of get into it and be like right, this is Pokemon again because mm. I think Game Freak have already have kind of said like oh this this game isn't going to be our our Breath of the Wild or like oh maybe the next one will be yeah which I don't know how much you can put into that statement because you know then, then the next one comes along and they're like no actually this one isn't our Breath of the Wild it's, it's going to be the next one kind <laughs> of thing mm. but um Yes, like I, I say, like I, I was kind of, I've, I've always kind of wanted Pokemon to be like, okay, let's, uh, let's give someone else a try, like you know, like the, the um, what are they called? Is it Monolith who made uh, Xenoblade? Oh yeah, yeah. Be mm-hmm. like, like give them the Pokemon license. Like, okay, let them make an RPG with it mm-hmm. and make it a bit more, like a bit more grown up, like not to the point where I want like you know, the Pokemon to look like not not like, I don't want it to be like Skyrim or something but just something different to make it a bit feel a bit more like okay yeah that they aren't forgetting about like Game Freak aren't forgetting about their their OG fans if if you know what I mean I think mm. that's why Detective Pikachu film was like the game yeah, that I'd wanted exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly, it really yeah. was it was just that toilet humour right Ryan Reynolds playing the same character that he does in a lot of things which is fine by yeah. me <laughs> Uh, yeah. but the maturity of it the fact it was still having the charm and it just it was edgy it was different yeah um it really really captured my imagination but yeah if this is if this has some element of growing up one thing i do like is the idea of the pokemon camp in there as well um mm. where you kind of bond in a little bit more it's not like this yeah. beauty pageant where the, the pokemon is just on a pedestal and you're kind of like viewing it and doing uh, yeah. patting it with the little stylus on the 3ds whatever it might be this like legit you you making food with it you know you yeah um i think it reminds me of like final it. fantasy 15 yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. where you camp and level up at the end of the day like mm, you know, you come up with another like, recipe like yeah. that kind of yeah, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. It, it does seem a bit more um it's got more more charm again but mm. hopefully again if that charm runs through the game then i think they'll have done a good job i think that's um yeah it might not be their breath of the wild but you know if it is akin to like an odyssey if it is a step in the right direction that's not a bad yeah. thing um yeah. and it's pokemon so it's not exactly going to die off anytime soon so nah, that's it. yeah i think yeah. they've uh they've got a couple of bad ones in them um still uh, <laughs> that they can probably pump out and yeah mm-hmm. it's good yeah yeah um 
just before we, I think we're coming to, coming to a natural end, but um, just before we do, um, one thing about Sword and Shield that I think has been a bit controversial is the fact that um, there's not going to be all the Pokemon. Um, mm. And I think that we probably don't want to get into that because we could get into a, a massive conversation about that. Um, I think personally for me, I think it would be nice to have seen them in some f- shape or form, especially when we've got the Pokebank and we've got mm. Homecoming and the, uh, as in home, Pokemon Home is coming. Um, yeah. not, <laughs> um, <laughs> so it, it would be nice to have that in some way, even if it's something that they do later on down the line, allowing you to put those Pokemon into the game somehow. Um, yeah, it, it seems a shame to kind of waste all of that work that they've done over the years by adding these Pokemon in. But I do mm. kind of, I mean, do, do you kind of get, get why they've done it? Is it something you can kind of understand and accept or? I think it's going to be um, iterative, but I don't know what you think, Adam. No, I don't know. I think this to to me, I don't, I, I, I don't really care. <laughs> like, yeah, fair I'm, I, yeah, I'm just because I'm I'm not one who who wants to catch every single Pokemon anyway. Like, I just don't really have the time to do it. Mm. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think the way, the way Game Freak handled it was really bad, and that only like fueled the flames a lot with why people got so angry about the the there being no national decks there, saying like oh they can't they don't have the resources or whatever, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it takes so much time, and you think it, it does, but you're you know you're Game Freak owned by Pokemon Company and like partially owned <laughs> by Nintendo, so I think mm-hmm. you have the resources to do it. Yeah. But personally, I'm kind of like, yeah, I, I would never have caught all 950 or 1,000 Pokemon anyway. So mm. I, I just like the idea that they, oh, fucking hell, we've done too many. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. Jesus, we, <laughs> we can't. But it, it had to happen at some point. Like, yeah, they had to be like, no, we can't keep doing this because everyone wants there to be new Pokemon, mm. of course, with the new games and new regions. But there had to be a cutoff point where they're like, okay, we can't put them all in anymore. It's just not feasible to, to mm. keep remaking these these sprites over and over again or these renders re- over and over again mm-hmm. and t- yeah to be honest like unless there's a huge change in like the, the art style like i i kind of feel like well i don't need to see them because i can look in pokemon go and be like okay there's a raihan like that's exactly the the render that would be in the game like they they, they don't change them up too much so no, no. unless you know they do like a paper mario kind of art change and like mm. make it totally look different then i'll be like okay then i want to see every single pokemon in this art style but when mm. it's when it's so similar to to what we already know i'm like yeah okay i can i'm sure i can find this pokemon somewhere else to look at i sure. think it's the beauty of the limitations of nintendo games and consoles over the years is that because you know these designers excellent designers have had to work within those limitations you know mario can only ever look so good and I think mm. Odyssey is like the definitive version of Mario. You know, you're never gonna, yeah. you can't really make it any more K. Yeah. You can't put more, yeah. f- you can't put 10Ks into Mario. It's never gonna look any better. <laughs> you know, you yeah. could get it crisper certainly and get it running quicker or smoother mm. or whatever, but that's as a render the best you're ever gonna get. Pokemon's yeah. the same. Like the majority of yeah. the, the creatures in there aren't any different to the bashed up trading cards that have still got locked away somewhere in some mm. god forbidden recess of Maloft. Um, yeah. But um, again, when you get to uh, Mario Kart, um, again, eight uh, deluxe, is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at that and then you look at the renders and that, again, Mario can only look so good. I, th- I think it's fine. I think it'll be okay. I Like you said, if I need to see you know, a Togepi in a different version, then I can go and look at a different yeah. version of it. It's not going to kill mm-hmm. me. Yeah, and, f- and future games, I think, will we'll have the... Po- they've already said like they'll, they'll have the Pokemon that are missing from Gen 8, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fair. agree. Fair. 
There we go. Um, I think the only thing left to say is, Dan, um, we're getting shield, both me and Adam, so you need to get sword. Um, so we can trade. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Before we end, I just wanted to, so we've obviously got our little Discord community and we had a little bit of a story from um, Eamon, E.P. McCauley. So I wanted to quickly read it. It's very short. A um, bit of nostalgia from him about Pokemon. Uh, so he says, uh, it was the summer of 2000. Kylie was number one in the charts with spinning around and I had just turned 15. Uh, there were <laughs> many, there was many adolescent thoughts spinning around my teenage head, none of which were Pokeballs. Um, however, my younger brother was the perfect age for po the Pokemon craze, gripping the world at the time, and he had brainwashed us all into buying him cards, memorabilia that we came across. Um, I happened to be involved in a summer exchange program in Illinois that year, and uh, as a gift, born out of pure fraternal love and complete selflessness, I picked up a copy of Pokemon Yellow to bring home for him to play on his shiny new Game Boy Color. Unfortunately for him, as I studied the box and booklet on the way home from my trip, my brotherly, brotherly affection started to waver, and at the airport I picked up a cheap knockoff Pikachu to palm off to him instead, and he never heard tell of the game that I had purchased for him, hiding it from sight until I got a chance to see what this Pokemon thing was really all about. Um, I was hooked instantly. It was a joy to play, easy to get into, but not oversimplistic or childish. Uh, great gameplay and the most majestic soundtrack ever composed on 8-bits. Um, I spent hours grinding in training trying to catch them all but soon realized i was happy enough just to catch some and move on after all those other adolescent pursuits weren't long in spinning around again i thought it was quite Aww. nice yeah. um got a tear so, yeah yeah but, but that's that's it like like we said pokemon is is pure nostalgia for people our mm. age and it's, it's nice hearing every everyone has this pokemon story from their youth and it's nice kind of hearing people talk about it definitely and there we go. That's our, our guide to Pokemon. I think we've covered the majority of the games there, or at least kind of mentioned them. Um, and um, yeah, how was that for you guys? Did you enjoy going through all the Pokemon games again? Do you want to go back and play them now? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed the, I enjoyed talking about them, but yeah, I don't want to go back and play them. I'm just happy to get, get Shield next week and uh, see what, what all the hype's about. I've had um, a really weird urge to rewatch the anime. I did. Yeah. It's just been it's been really raking at me in the last like it's on Netflix. I don't know. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like the last yeah. couple of days, it's just been I've seen it there and I've gone. You know what? Fucking actually terrible. Uh, one thing I do want to do is mm. um, I'm part of a group on Facebook called Nintendo Liverpool. Um, okay. I've only been part of it just to kind of whore out our Switch Island stuff, but I've kind of been like <laughs> keeping tabs on the guys and the and like mm. genuinely lovely people really into nintendo and they've got loads of like community meetups they do loads of pokemon go stuff mm -hmm. um so the guys before they're doing a charity event soon and they just said they're gonna probably send us out um a little bit of a release for us to read out on the podcast um but the next event they're having is this sunday so today we're recording on the 8th people probably listen to this if you're from liverpool you're not going to get the chance to go to it mm. um but what they're doing is they do loads of little pokemon meetups where they play pokemon go and it's in the critical hit cafe in liverpool in town nice. as we say in liverpool you ever <laughs> say that in manchester andrew is that a thing yeah you say? in town yeah in town yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. even though it's a city weird yeah i don't know it's a northern thing um but yeah really really super guys and um I think we're going to give them a load of Splatoon 2 badges as well because I've been trying to get nice. rid of them for ages and they are <laughs> very much welcoming to the idea. <laughs> good, good. Um, so on that note, um, so I've been at Oddman84. Dan, what have you been? All yours, Andrew, this evening. <laughs> uh, at Ward 2707 <laughs> And Adam, um, what about yourself? 
at switch indie fix and just where can people find you online what's the website yes yeah, so if uh, we we cover mostly switch indie reviews hence the name mm -hmm. uh, so if you just go to switchindiefix.com um we just posted our new super lucky's tale review up there awesome. uh, but yeah we also have the gen 8 podcast for the pokemon stuff we have a switch indie fix podcast for more indie stuff and uh yeah you'll always see me kind of lurking around on twitter at switch indie fix it's worth saying as well from my perspective like you're the only other podcast that i listen to within our space like i don't mean mm, that to be really. disrespectful oh. to anyone else but just genuinely <laughs> enjoy it and i always have done mm. um it, it's one of the few podcasts i think where you get a true insight into what's out and then you get a really detailed honest open answer as to whether or not that game's for you and i think you're not afraid of showing your opinion on games that you think are great um yeah. and to be fair mate since we've known you which is when we started what was it two and a half years ago um you're a hell of a champion for for indie devs out there and that's something to be proud yeah. of so cheers well, that's really nice no no it's cool and <laughs> it was amazing man. meeting your EGX, and i'm devastated we didn't actually go for a beer I know, um I know, but I know. i'm sure the opportunity will arise we'll at some time when you invite us all over to austria for a piss up i've been yeah. there three times before <laughs> and it is fucking fantastic <laughs> fantastic no, cheers um, yeah, and uh, for everybody else, um, thank you for listening. Um, if you're one of our patrons, obviously you've listened to this first, so thank you. Um, if you're not a patron, you can join us on Patre Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash the switch island um you can find us at the switch um at the switch island on twitter and um what am i forgetting and also come and join us on discord because we're having a jolly good time on discord at the moment and adam's on there as well and uh, posts yep. uh, his uh, latest episodes of the podcast and reviews so you can find them there as well um on our discord channel so there you go um thank you very much for joining us and it's goodbye from all of us Bye. Thanks. Bye. I want to be the very best Like no one ever was To catch them is my real test To train them is my cause